0: Innovation is in our veins, soon the whole world will know our names, sharing our knowledge and freedom reign, we here for the people, you know it's our way, setting foundations is part of the dream, it doesn't matter if you're new to the game, listen up now cause we all gon' say, elevate, 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 higher, elevate, 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 higher, we gon' rise up.
1: Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy Josh and Dalton, and we're grateful to be back on with you yet again. Woo! We are here, dog. Dude, we're doing our best this week, man. Again, no Philip. No
2: Philip. He's gone. He's sick again. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be taking care, better care of yourself there, brother. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Thanks that, you know what, man? At least it's not COVID. Well, hopefully it's not COVID. <laughs> we don't know that for sure. Hopefully it's not COVID. Is
1: COVID real anymore? Dude, I think it was just a figment of our imagination.
2: Dude, I was thinking about that today. April 2023. Three years ago, we were all like hunky-dory, flatten the curve, you know. Two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> look out for your neighbor. Look out for your friend. Da-da-da. This, that. Watching people walk through drive throughs and, like, oh, yeah, man, what, a, you know, three years feels like a long time during this
1: thing. Dude, I, I Let's remember. let it as well, like, quick. Yeah. I remember the first weekend or the second weekend of it all happening. Mm-hmm. And we went out for a drive to Eastern Passage. A drive for fun? Yeah, dude. No. We weren't allowed to do that not, back then. I know, dude. And, uh and it was just like there are so many people that are outside in their backyards and whatever mm. and i was just like i don't think i remember i think i sent a tweet during that time I was not like, twitter yeah and i was like i think i've seen this is the most of my people have seen in their backyards since the 90s <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it was so it was a it was an interesting time but thank you all so much for joining us we uh Excited to be back here for another Monday. Hope you had a great Easter Monday. Oh yeah, dude! We're just coming off Easter. Mm-hmm. Everyone, hope you filled your bellies with all that, that good food.
2: Saw your family. Do whatever makes you happy this time, man.
1: Exactly. Get that nice long weekend in. Yeah. I hope you had a good one because we're getting into some fun stuff today. Only because well, the past few weeks have been what we'd call heavy, T- tumultuous. <laughs> it's been a tough time for you. Your home is <laughs> out there. You know, we could. Literally fill episodes and episodes of how awful uh, Justin Trudeau is and how awful things have been going in this country, but sometimes you got to just <clears throat> take it easy, take a deep breath. What's going on, and acknowledge where you can execute and actually make some money during this time because that's what we're here for at the end, ultimately at the end of the day.
2: Absolutely, dude. Yeah, you know what? We've been bumping our gums over here about Justin Trudeau for like a couple of weeks, so. It's time to move on to something else. I'm tired. He's like, there's just something new every day, man. It's uh, it's just... Uh, I think that's what's it, exhausting. Yeah, it's something new every day.
1: Yeah. So, it is what it is. The thing I did want to address beforehand was actually in, in regards to last week's episode, I think last mm. Monday's episode, about the uh, TD situation, the verified.me, all that type of thing. Yeah. And uh, with when it came to the digital ID. Yeah. We talked about how... You'd be using verified.me, mm-hmm. and you'd kind of use that wherever you go, and essentially that would be your sign-in partner, essentially. Yes. You wouldn't be using the bank's uh, back end anymore, yeah. essentially going through verified.me. And uh, we came up on the uh, a web, web, web page on the TD website, and it said, how to register for verified.me on the TD app. Learn how to register for verify.me. This simple secure system helps streamline the process of verifying your identity with healthcare. What? Telecom? What? Insurance. What? And banking service providers. They're looking to bring it all together. So that's your digital ID, homies. Bruh.
2: Bruh. What's what are we gonna do with healthcare, telecom, and insurance? It just but, makes but, life easier, man.
1: Dude, I'm fine with multiple logins. <laughs> I am good. I'm good yeah i think that's what the spooky part of it all is is you know we saw how quick they'll do things uh without a central system of mm-hmm. identification yeah what would happen if they could just turn off your health care your insurance your banking yeah just one login your, tele- you know. your, your, your cell phone all in one shot
2: yeah that's right one shebang you are effectively locked out of the country <laughs> you can't talk to anyone you can't Go access your your health card. You can't uh, access your bank. So, what else? What, what, what else is there? Insurance. Oh yeah, yeah. Who okay. That's kind of stupid. Who's logging into an insurance company with Verified Because we're gonna have to. Is Sonic gonna switch over to verified.me? Me?
1: They want to operate in Canada. They will. Oh, that's what's happening in the crypto space right now too. Oh, was I think it happened to Index and a couple others where the Canadian government introduced new legislation where they. Had to get rid of specific tokens, specific current cryptocurrencies. Yeah, man. I was trying to buy a
2: certain cryptocurrency and on Endex, which is what I use, and it was like, yeah, I can't,
1: I wasn't, it would show it, but I couldn't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And so for Endex to continue operating within the country, uh, they had to kind of delist all these tokens. And there's a couple other things they had to do in order to be able to continue to operate. So that's when I was like, yeah, and I had a fan of that one. Yikes! So, cool. so keep an eye out, homies. Yeah, man, you,
2: you you guys gotta you gotta watch this stuff because it's like you just said one uh, one quick flip of a switch and you could be locked out of everything. And I think maybe we're talking about that like in the in like a doomsday scenario. But we just saw last year how quickly it could be a doomsday scenario. Which I just saw an article today about how. Now there's a, I guess you would call it maybe a coalition mm. that's now trying to pursue the government for their use of the Emergencies Act, and I thought, well, that's not going to go anywhere, but I'm glad they're trying. Yeah,
1: it's uh, we'll see. Yeah, it was it, from what I understood, it was an organization that I forgot who it was who it was, but essentially it was like a volunteer-based so organization. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'd be curious. Me too. <laughs> Uncover uh, all the people that Trudeau paid off to make that. Thing go away. Well, my, the
2: part that bugs me is CSIS outright said that there wasn't grounds. So, all, all power to them. <laughs> if they can if they can win. Good good
1: for them. Shout <laughs> out Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes! But today, speaking of government agencies and organizations, oh shoot, I, I gotta say this before we move on. Oh, okay. is our, our last Thursday episode? Okay. Thankful everyone who's reached out to us on that. Uh, we didn't realize what we were doing with that one. That was, um, oh, admittedly, uh, we were nervous to release. Dude, that we one. left here like, oh
2: no, <laughs> oh no, what did we just say? <laughs> we're gonna get eaten alive. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what we were anticipating. And we don't give ourselves enough credit. That's it. We, the responses have been tremendous. Uh, we're very thankful to all of you for taking the time to message us, letting us know how you felt about that that episode. Gives yeah. us an idea of how we're engaging or how we are. You know connecting with y'all Yes um, But to hear such a positive reaction the episode really meant a lot to us And helped us know that we hit the right nerve So Yeah absolutely So thank y'all for that UFOs though <laughs> Oh I love the, the term we just took <laughs> Dude <laughs> I, This came up because of a TikTok I came across this week um, Shout out the Nelk boys Oh dude um, But it was really interesting Cause uh, You know they had Tucker Carl- Carl- Carlson on who anyone who knows Tucker, he's a Fox News or sorry, Fox channel personality who has his own evening show. And I'm not gonna lie, Tucker Carlson, for the longest time, I kind of just viewed him as like another typical Fox personality where he's just kind of like out to lunch, kind of a, a cog wee- in the machine.
2: Yeah, I just yeah. Like,
1: I didn't there was just something about him I just really did did not sit well with me. Yeah. Like, I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I saw him. Do a kind of a panel with Chank Yuger at some type of political politicon or something like that, mm. and kind of hearing his perspective and hearing just kind of where he came from and his beliefs. And I was like, "Oh, I actually like agree a lot with you on a lot of things." Mm. I didn't expect that. Yeah, you know. And so something similar, something similar happened during this podcast he had with the Nelk Boys when he was talking about why young people have like drifted towards socialism. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: he's like, well, you, you screwed them all over. They can't buy anything. You know, they can't afford a house, can't yeah. afford a car. They have to live with their parents. Why would you be surprised that they'd want socialism? Absolutely. I saw that clip. And, uh, and it was all the comments on it that, that was really interesting to me. It was like all these perceived leftists who was like, am I agreeing with Tucker Carlson right now? <laughs> like this is, i am not, I wasn't expecting this. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's the effect he has. Like he has like, he has a certain persona at times where I feel of a persona on a show But when you kind of see him outside of that context, and maybe it's the way it's shot, maybe it's the lighting, I don't know. Right, 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 yeah. Um, But when he's on his show, or sorry, when he's, like, in a different context, he just seems a lot more human for whatever reason. Yeah, and maybe it's because that that Fox pressure's maybe not on him at that time, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, there's something about, like, the Fox graphics, the Fox music, the lighting it's just like it there's something weird about it i don't yeah, understand it's, how
2: it's like that corporate studio hell like where it's like <laughs> you like sold your soul to be in that room kind of thing
1: good point yeah so anyways yeah so seeing him on the Nelk boys podcast and then referring to ufos i thought this was interesting and this is a bit of a long listen but trust me i think it's worth it okay let's do it man
0: five years when all this evidence would emerge and i'd be like well that doesn't that's not true it doesn't seem true to me like i what the truth is but I can tell when someone's lying it's my one gift and I would see these people lying and I'd be like why are they lying like, I know they're lying but why and so I really came to this like at the age of 50 like, that's very late it's like I never for a second thought you UFOs
2: what changed your attitude at 50? the evidence which is what
0: well we, we well oh my gosh Our Pentagon was required by the last defense authorization bill to like produce some of their files on UFOs and it turns out they have known about this since the end of the Second World War which ended in 1945 been a huge increase during that war during the war as well huge increase in ufo sightings in ufo crashes and it turns out the federal government has been tracking this for 80 years and lying about it so why well that's a great question i can't answer it theories but i don't know but here's what i learned the first question is is this real or am i just being a crazy person who's spending too much time on the internet well this summer we got a call we didn't reach out this person called us lexi who's standing right there who's a genius, one of our producers, gets this call from this guy who's a tenured Stanford medical school professor. And he wants to come on the show. Now, this guy has a couple of patents, and so he's rich. And he's got tenure at one of the most prestigious schools in the world. So, like, he's not a flake. He comes on, and he's like, 11 years ago, the U.S. government reached out to me because I'm an expert on head injuries, on brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries. As a physician, they had all these court cases from families of U.S. servicemen over 100 Who'd been killed by ufos the department of defense was refusing to give them death benefits or medical benefits and he's like so they're in the courts and i was like there are over a hundred servicemen killed by ufos like what he's like yeah and there are court cases about it i'm like why isn't this on the front page of the new york times i don't know but he goes i'm involved in it. i'm the you know i'm one of the researchers I'm the expert witness in these cases holy shit! what does that mean and he's like for example ufos appear to be tra- attracted for whatever reason, to nuclear energy. So at nuclear missile bases in the upper Midwest, for example, nuclear-powered aircraft carriers, nuclear-powered submarines are all getting buzzed by these objects, including underwater. And in a number of cases, these things have landed on military bases, including famously in Germany, in West Germany in the 70s, and servicemen have approached them. Like, what is this thing? There's this, like, giant glowing thing on the base. And they approach, and they get traumatic brain injury. Like, they are rendered... Like, yeah, yeah. They get brain damage or they're killed. And he studied their brains. And they have, this is all totally real. This is not, this is the Department of Defense, dude. And they've all had this damage from some kind of powerful energy that we cannot identify. So then this guy's like, wow, he's just a scientist. He never believed in UFOs. He's like, this is real. I cannot believe this is real. This is like crazy. He should just doing research on it. He's still at Stanford. And it turns out that actually, yes, these things have been shot down and crashed in the U.S. government has the wreckage and it's being held by defense contractors raytheon lockheed which are big independent companies but they work for the u.s government they're really part of the department of defense but they're separate so you can't their sunshine laws don't apply to them you can't actually get information from them it's a very tricky way to hide information and they have the wreckage from these crafts Hmm. and i'm like really are we positive these aren't like advanced russian or chinese no of course not is it more like the government or whatever is just this good at hiding it or people just don't care well, i think it's a combination of both i think it's too big for people to metabolize like if prince harry says something stupid everyone's like i can't believe prince harry because <laughs> like that's manageable Trump. you can like oh this douchey fake prince with his stupid wife from santa monica <laughs> like i get that but the idea that we're not alone mm-hmm. in the universe and we're getting buzzed by these objects whose behavior defies physics like that just explodes too many categories in my head i just can't deal with it and I think that's part of it. But I'll tell you this, the most interesting from my perspective, it's, I don't know if it's a consensus, but a lot of people, serious people, not crazy people who study this stuff, U.S. government employees seem to believe that these objects are coming from under the oceans. So the conventional view is they're coming in from outer space. There's not actually a lot of You know, if something enters the atmosphere. We can see it on yeah, satellite. Yeah. And there's not any evidence of that, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's happening, but we don't know that it is. There's a lot of evidence these things are coming out of the ocean, including video tape, of these objects coming out of the water at high speed or, even more amazing, descending at Mach 3 into the water. And then, of course, we have a huge submarine what fleet. What the fuck? What the fuck? Then we have a huge submarine fleet, <laughs> American, but also Chinese and Russian, underwater with pretty sensitive measurement devices, sonar, et cetera. And they have recorded these objects doing hundreds of knots underwater. So, like, let's just stop there. Wait, what's knots? Uh, it's 1.1 miles per hour. It's a oh. way that we measure objects in the water. Oh. it's 1.1 miles. It's a little more than mile, mile per hour. And a, and a mile is a measurement that we use in the United States, right. it's distinct from a kilometer, which I think is right. Yeah, common in Canada. But anyway, <laughs> these things are moving at impossibly high speeds. So just like let's just apply common sense for one second. If I take a 45 ACP, you know, a, a, a 45 caliber handgun, and fire it at you underwater in say a swimming pool 50 feet away you can catch the bullet because the resistance is so strong from the water that objects can't move that fast underwater we know that but they are and they're moving without any visible means of propulsion so no wake no bubbles where where have we like tracked that all over speed. the world and it was only- there, that's a lot to unpack.
2: Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> a lot to unpack there. The part that got me was a hundred some odd knots underwater with no visible propulsion. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. That's crazy. And the fact that Lockheed is holding the wreckage so that way sunshine laws
1: don't apply mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Sunshine Laws kind of apply to the government specifically. Yes. But since they're a private organization. They're they can, a contractor. Exactly. They can hold these things. Intriguing, obviously. The government holding things from us? Wild. But it reminds me of the story you shared back months ago about the Shag Harbor incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. People, you said you heard your version of the story where, you know, the whatever the object was that fell out of the sky kind of took off underwater going really fast (laughs) yeah it did and that's yeah but people got i remember people commenting on that TikTok video saying that like no it just kind of like died and like they found that they just they collected the wreckage Mm. but i'm just curious if you heard anything differently
2: yeah well the the, at least the, the story that that was told to me by um the family there was that it was moving underwater. It was uh, like actively moving through the harbor. Um, it was not just like I guess you call it stationary. It was it was moving. So uh, at least that's the story I've got. Yeah. Um, I can't talk to anyone who was alive at the time, unfortunately. But so maybe maybe through the game of telephone, it's been changed. But at least that's what I was told.
1: Maybe we should go to the museum at some point. See what Do you see have, have you ever
2: driven by the museum? I have not. It is quirky, isn't it? It is. It's like that whole town. Uh, relies on that ufo story like it's cool it's, it's really cool actually like you can see the museum and there's a big sign on the side of it like explaining what had happened kind of thing and yeah
1: people love it very interesting yeah so yeah. it reminded me of that story where you know these things traveling underwater and uh i can't remember if you mentioned it in this video but i remember also reading about this as well mm. was the idea that these ufos aren't we don't think are actually coming from other galaxies right
2: yeah so i didn't mention that in the video however what i will say is um not i didn't assume that that would have come from another galaxy Mm -hmm. to me i just i guess i don't know what i thought but if you're asking me what i think it's it's, it just kind of feels like it's spawned like it just feels like it just shows up because it's like tucker just said we would see something entering our galaxy like that, you know that would have been tracked the reports on the shag harbor um, ufo the initial reports were from dfo it was because they saw it moving in the water that's when that's when it was first discovered oh that's that's a different story oh, oh no uh, it might not be dfo but it may actually have been the navy because at that time that harbor was closed for naval operations and so it was heavily watched by the Canadian government. So it was either DFO or the Navy, but it was a government organization that saw it moving in the water. Or at least on a, on a radar, saw it moving.
1: Wow. Yeah. And so we t- I always wondered, no one could ever answer the question. So I found it funny that he, you know, Tucker answered it in this video, of like what actually is a knot in terms of measurement. I hear, I hear it all the time, but I was, like, curious of, like, what actually is, like, the one-to-one to, like, miles per hour to knots. Right. I was curious. So, yeah. to hear that it was, like, essentially 1.1 or whatever it is. Yeah. So, to hear that these things are moving at hundreds of knots under the water.
2: Yeah. So, let's, let's make it simple. It's 1.1, he's saying, roughly, per knot. Let's just say it's one mile per hour per one knot. That thing was going 100 miles an hour underwater. Yeah. With no bubbles, no wakes, anything. Exactly,
1: and it reminds me of the video he was talking about, where the videos where they caught these UFOs going into the water. I just I found, CNN posted it a little ways back. That was really interesting. Just keep an eye on this sucker. Okay. And then also, this is a navy ship in the water. Who is kind of they got cameras on this thing. They're tracking it, so you can kind of hear the naval officers in the background talking about it. Oh, love it. <laughs> Would not sustain wind outside top topside just before you. Whoa, well, splash, splashed. splashed. Mark bearing range. Like what? The heck? Look at that thing.
2: The, the the first clip, it was, like, just there, and it just went.
1: Yep. The only reason I would have known that something had gone missing was just because of the people talking, like, the fact that it splashed. So it went into the water and then disappeared. And just that was it. That's all she wrote, man. I was like, dude. Where and did it go? What was on that? Well, that's the thing. I remember it came out a little while back with the uh, Smithsonian post about this. Was that... Oh, dude, this is great. I love that you brought this up. Yeah, so this kind of goes into the story of that they found water underneath the earth, Earth's mantle. Yeah. Which is beneath the crust of the Earth. Yeah. So the fact there's a full ocean likely behind, underneath us 400 miles deep. What is underneath there? And it goes back to the story we talked about a while back where the government stopped... Navigating and discovering the ocean decided to s- discover space instead. Yes. I'm curious if this is all what this is about. Dude, uh,
2: isn't this like 80% of the water's un, like Undis- researched yeah. kind yeah. of thing? Like mm-hmm. it hasn't even been touched. Mm-hmm. So, what you're maybe saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, is potentially there is like, are you saying, another w- way of existence below the Earth's mantle where these things could be coming from? I'm curious. I'm. I've never it, been to the Earth's crust. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been below the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Atlantis. Is, yeah. Is
1: uh, that's where we found Atlantis.
2: Dude, you what know. if there's people just chilling down there? That or would, people.
1: Yeah. I'd be interested. I'm curious. The fact that, I've, that's why I find this whole thing interesting. So the idea where they've kind of banned, not abandoned, but they've really said, you know, it's likely that they're not coming from other galaxies. Yeah. But they're coming from underwater. Yeah. Is nuts.
2: That's. Because, uh, like growing up, you think a UFO, you think it's a flying saucer that comes in from like with like Martians and lands like yeah. But then you say, well, what if there's just a civilization below us on the same planet this whole time? This whole time that has advanced technology, because c- civilizations with advanced technology exist. I mean, you look at the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that that that's insane when you look at, at how those were built, how long ago they clearly had some sort of technology that was able to cut and move stones of that size. And then they obviously something happened They got wiped away. And, you know, we today think that our versions of technology, like the things we're sitting here with is all that's ever existed.
1: Can't be right. Can't be exactly. It's, I think that's what is throwing me off the most about this whole thing is the fact that we keep, you know, expanding our minds and our imaginations. That'd be somebody, somebody, from far away has traveled. Mhm. And the fact they can be so close to us I underneath know. our feet is really intriguing to me.
2: Yeah, this episode is a trigger warning for existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to feel minuscule in this existence, don't listen to this episode. <laughs>
1: don't do it. And so what makes me made me laugh was I can't I wasn't able to track down the video, but I remember Alex Jones talking about something along these lines because he's a little crap Oh,
2: not Alex Jones.
1: I remember him talking about intergalactic species that are living under water. Oh, or wait, no, sorry, no, it's the frogs. The so way <laughs> <laughs> it's the frogs. No, he said something about he's like, uh, yeah, in, no, that's what it is. interdimensional demons. That's <laughs> that's a <that's> good. <laughs> <again. I can't. laughs> That's Alex Jones for you, right? <laughs> Interdimensional demons. Interdimensional that, demons. They're coming under the earth's surface, going through the waters. And uh, when I heard him say, I was like, what are you going off on again, my guy? But then when I heard Tucker talk about this, I was like, oh my gosh. Once again, we have to eat crow on something <laughs> Alex Jones may have said. <laughs>
2: yeah. it's cra- Dude, you know what? The thing is, yeah, Alex Jones may be a little bit... Hey, okay, that's not a fair statement. He's out of pocket most times. <laughs> but he said some things
1: that have come out to be relatively plausible. Well, the thing about, I don't know if anyone's watched the documentary that Alex Jones has done on uh, Bohemian Grove. But,
2: oh, dude, the Bohemian Grove stuff is crazy. Very well And weird. then
1: he confronted
2: the guy out on the street <laughs> yeah. and said, well, what was about that burning ceremony? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, exactly, and that was what I was thinking when that came to Alex Jones was, I remember watching that documentary and he seemed like a very different person. Like, he seemed like a person who was all there. His head was there. Yeah. He was just a person doing investigative journalism. Yeah. And so, just taking it very serious. When I compared this 2003, 2004 version of Alex Jones mm-hmm. to the 2023 version, like, the guys I feel is completely lost it. And I'm like, you know, if you've spent your great part of your journalism career trying to snuff out conspiracy theories, you're bound to lose it at some point. And say some crazy stuff. Even though what you're saying might be true, you've probably just seen and experienced a lot of crazy stuff that you just can't explain. And so you come out in the most dense way possible. Yep. <laughs> the turn on the frogs gay. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like he, maybe he's seen
2: all these things with his eyes. Yeah. Maybe he's seen it all. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're telling it to people who haven't seen it. So we can't believe you. So you spend your
1: whole life effectively being like invalidated. Total. That would drive you insane. drive me insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> even how I felt even when we were talking about the digital identi- identity and the CBDCs. Mm. to people who just don't really know or you understand. Like, even trying to explain something like that to, like, my wife, for example, who's not really paying attention to these things. Right. Like, even when I'm just kind of casually talking about it because I've been kind of reading up on it for so long. Yeah. I make no sense to her at times. Right. And And that's just, like, on this where at least I have there's a plethora of society that knows what I'm talking about and we agree and this, that, the other. Yeah, I can only imagine going to the level of like discovering things that no one else has really gotten into and you're trying to explain it and they just don't get it and they obviously sign you off as crazy. Mm. And then you get more and more frustrated and start saying crazy and crazy things. I
2: think the part to, 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 to Alex Jones' delivery is intense. And sometimes when I'm trying to explain things that I've found out, my delivery is intense because I'm like, I found this out. I have to tell you. And it's like I'm sometimes a little overbearing where it's like, Whoa, that's you're telling me something that's hard to believe and you're like all up in my grill about it. And Alex Jones is like that times a hundred. So he's like he's really hard to
1: pallet. Yeah. He can be really hard to pallet. I mean he said it on the Alex or sorry, he said on the Joe Rogan show,
2: listen, listen. I'm a little retarded. <laughs> he just admitted it. Like, yeah. he's like you know, he, he's he straight up, you know? So it's like, if he, if he needed like a PR person this whole time yeah. to tell what he found to, So they could like relate to the world. That's, that's exactly. He, what he, he probably would have had a better kick at the can.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Cause now you got info wars who, I mean, he's done well for himself. Oh, money he, wise. Don't get me wrong. I, would, oh, yeah. I wish I could even have a fraction of his success, but at what cost? Yeah. I I think he's lost his sanity. Oh, a
2: hundred percent. Especially the Sandy Hook stuff. Like, oh boy, that stuff buried him. Like, it just it that was his like that was his funeral. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's that was an example of him just absolutely losing it. Of you know all his conspiracy theories. He was lying in court. He yeah. perjured himself like a hundred times, <laughs> didn't he? He was like
2: something about text messages. He he was lying about the text messages he sent, and the lawyer just brought them in front of him. It's like, didn't you send these? Oh, I,
1: I do. There was an explanation for that. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't totally on him, though. From what oh, I remember, okay, it was just it was the lawyer trying to paint him in a corner mm. at the time. It was it was something weird. It Got it. But anyways, it it was an interesting situation though. Oh, yeah, dude, insane and probably mentally taxing on someone who's already like. Walking a thin line between insanity. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely, dude. And even going back to the the Tucker store here, I pulled up an article, mm. a Daily Mail article. Okay. Where um not wait. their ads, man. Dude, their ads are ridiculous. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, welcome. Um, so exclusive. So this was about the you know, the the military men getting killed by getting too close to some of these UFOs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they woke up burned or injured. Top brain expert and ex-CIA officer reveals hundreds of military servicemen suffered brain damage or symptoms of the mysterious Havana syndrome and even death after encountering UFOs. Detroit professor Christopher Green was commissioned around 2010 by a secret $22 million defense program monitoring UFOs to write a paper on injuries from close encounters with UFOs. Anomalous air, uh, anomalous craft. In an exclusive interview with DailyMail.com, the forensic neuroimaging expert who is ex- who has worked with the CIA since the 1960s said he dealt with hundreds of patients, including special forces officers and other military personnel, hurt after interacting with unidentified craft, some of whom later died.
2: Dude, is this the same professor that Tucker was talking about?
1: I'm curious if it is or not.
2: Who they said it was the Detroit. Detroit professor and the other guy, we worked at
1: Princeton. Yes. Yeah, so he was at Ivy league. So probably not. The same oh yeah, yeah,
2: definitely not. Um, either way though, interesting that two professors came to arguably very similar conclusions.
1: Uh, All I don't know if they're even coming to conclusions. It's just, they're dealing with the same scenarios where we're like, okay, that's a better way so to they, put so it. Like they're verified. seeing the same things. Yeah. yeah.
2: They're seeing the same things in these patients, I guess you'd call them or, or, uh, military service people dude uh, it's uh, so is it like a, you walk up to it and the force is so strong that it just like jumbles your brain like or is it like are they are they being attacked by the, the thing on board
1: well what I'm what I've understood looking into it is there's something about nuclear energy
2: well he said yeah. these things are attracted to nuclear energy that's what so, it was yeah. so maybe they're harboring a bunch of nuclear energy like yeah. maybe that's how they're powered yeah. maybe that's why they land there to mm-hmm. refuel
1: who knows? <laughs> That's an Maybe they land there to
2: refuel, and it's like, it's emitting so much that it just, it like, shocks their brain. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I want to know.
1: I want to know all the things, man. I want to look into this more. Because it's like This stuff
2: excites me. Like, this stuff does not give me an existential crisis. In yeah. fact, it, like, invigorates me to think that there's, like, other like, things...
1: Well, that's why I find it interesting when if you if you dive the oceans, right? Yeah, and you if you go so deep, you you can't handle it anymore. You get so lightheaded, you get passed out because yeah. of the pressure. Yeah, and we have machinery that can't go that deep because of the pressure. But there are animals that
2: live down there. Yeah, there are creatures that exist down there. Things that are fully alive. Just, that can only exist down there. Yeah, and then you got
1: these friggin' flying saucers going in there. Yeah, um, shooting up out of Mario's trench and stuff like, yeah.
2: gee, oh, that's crazy, dude.
1: So it's bonkers what they got going on over there, man. So we're out here trying to figure out AI and crap, and then you got this stuff coming out. Yeah, dude, canceling TikTok is a
2: distraction from UFOs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Especially with all the uh, the dwindling of the dollar and people getting off it. Dude, the the, the news
2: right now is so hard on the brain. I just want to look at UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to look at UFOs and pretend my money's worth something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, exactly. I think that's like a, a kind of a good segue uh, into our Thursday episode, uh, which, you know, yeah, making your days. money worth something, dog. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we'll be talking about this Thursday. Is yes, this was a nice break, but we will be getting into what's going on with the dollar, why things are de- declining in value, what to do, and what we're planning to do over the next six to eight months to yeah. counteract some of this stuff
2: yeah man it's a it could be a crucial time it could be a very important time for wealth building and I think we've we've been saying that a lot like the next 6 to 8 months 6 to 12 months will be a big deal but um, why not share the tips at least you know if you're in a position to action on some of them yeah
1: exactly it it, it could be beneficial 100% so please join us for that Thursday episode we'd love to have you Uh, so whatever it is you're doing whether you be searching up UFOs ooh or
2: oh man Dive into the bottom of the ocean to see where they come from? (laughs) Oh,
1: my gosh, dude. Or going to see Trump get arrested.
2: Oh, (laughs) no.
1: Whatever it is you're doing. Wherever you are. We love you. We're out. Peace.